Today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. Five days to save the Republic and Western civilization. And we are ready. We are banging on the shields and we are good to go, baby. Biden gives dark speech demonizing MAGA Republicans. Elon Musk's Twitter shames the White House into deleting false tweet. Barack Obama screamed at to his face by Latino patriot who had been who has to be dragged out of Obama's event. Very racist. And Carrie Lake and Tudor Dixon joined the show. What a based show today on the Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Let's go, baby. What happened over the last 24 hours is so legendary. The White House released fake news. They tweeted fake news. Here's the tweet. The White House said that they have actually increased the Social Security payments for Americans, when actually this was a law that ties Social Security payments to the cost of living and to inflation. This was a law signed in 1972 by Richard Nixon. So actually, Richard Nixon technically increased Social Security payments so the White House lied. And based God, Elon Musk, Twitter attached a fact check to the White House's tweet. Now, why are we starting our show with this? Well, because the White House is very angry. Everyone on the left is angry. Everyone on the left is enraged right now. The left currently runs progressive left. The lunatic Marxists running our government currently operate the House, the Senate, and the White House. And of course, the regime and the administrative state. Why are they so angry? Have they seemed like happier people? No. The White House got shamed so bad that they actually had to take that tweet down. They removed the tweet. They deleted it because they got nuked by Elon Musk, Twitter, and fact-checked. Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre also got fact-checked. This is a beauty, baby. Corinne Jean-Pierre had a tweet up that uh, said, hey, uh, uh, Brian, uh, 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 Governor Kemp stole the election. Stole the election in Georgia. Just a reminder, Kemp stole the election. Now, she also got nuked and fact-checked by Twitter. Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgia and Stacey Abrams. <laughs> Corinne Jean-Pierre, the current voice of the president, sitting there and peddling fake news, election misinformation, and eroding our democracy. Look at that. Readers added context that this claim is false. Official results are that Kemp won. When will Corinne Jean-Pierre delete this tweet? When will Corinne Jean-Pierre be put on a tribunal for dangerous? misinformation, and for subverting our democracy. But of course they won't, right? The reason why is that the same standards do not apply to both sides. And why exactly is that? Well, it's because of the delusional God complex of the left. Now we're going to get into Joe Biden's like an unwatched speech by Joe Biden yesterday inside of the slum of Union Station. But I thought that we should begin this show by explaining why Joe Biden gives these lunatic speeches about his place in American history and about demonizing MAGA Republicans as terrorists and not about the issues actually at hand. Like what is actually happening here? Why does this person not live in reality with the rest of us. And I have been noticing something that is very troubling about who Joe Biden is listening to. Joe Biden has very little going on in that brainstem, but whatever little light is flickering that's still left there is being totally usurped by a number of absolutely delirious, lunatic historians Michael Bellicos being one of them, who are uh, in Joe Biden's ear and meeting with Joe Biden regularly, according to White House logs. These historians are filling Joe Biden's head with the idea that Joe Biden is Abraham Lincoln, that he is a modern day Abraham Lincoln. Here's a photo of Joe Biden with Abraham Lincoln's book hopping off a plane just the other day. Joe Biden is reading books about Lincoln. Joe Biden is under the delusion that he himself is the great uniter and that the right is the Confederacy. He has his brain filled with these kind of crazy ideas that has been a, a cancer sort of imparted into his skull by, again, these lunatic historians who are utterly unhinged. 
But these guys see this as their opportunity for greatness. This happens to old men, by the way. This happens to uh, what? The Targaryen king, right? In House of Dragons. You sit there and you become obsessed with old Valyria. Old men become obsessed with history, right? And their place in it. And this is happening with Joe Biden. Michael Bellicos is a historian who's an absolutely unhinged individual on Twitter. And he is filling Joe Biden's brain with this poison that the right is actually the Confederacy and that Joe Biden is tantamount to Abraham Lincoln. You can see this in his speeches. You remember that unhinged Hitlerian red speech that he gave in Philadelphia where he called half the nation, half the country terrorists? Is this starting to make sense? Half the country are terrorists and Confederates and are against our union. This was what Joe Biden said in the speech. The person who had a major hand in writing that speech was, again, this deeply troubled historian, Michael Bellicost. And here's what he had to say on MSNBC after that speech. And, you know, here's the case. Uh, we t what we talked about were, was, for, just as you just mentioned, Chris, 1860. And someone who's an historian like you, you know all this. 1860, this country was in big jeopardy, was splitting apart, house divided, slavery or non-slavery. And Lincoln cast the election of 1860 by saying, the house can't stand, half slave or half free, we've got to choose. 1940, when Franklin Roosevelt was running for a third term, just as you just mentioned, Roosevelt didn't say the paramount issue this year is the minimum wage, although that was pretty important. So I said, and the others said, I'm happy to be transparent about it to President Biden in the map room. Uh, this is like 1860. This is like 1940. You know, you have to talk about the large issue in the room. And just as, as Lincoln gave the House divided speech, just as Roosevelt gave a speech on the State of the Union about the four freedoms, as you well know, 1941, you know, here is the time when President Biden has chosen. And by the way, we didn't help him write this speech. Yeah, right. OK, so. Biden met with all of these far left wing historians in the map room of the White House. You just heard them talk about it there. Just like any old man, he's going to sit there obsessed with history and his part in it. Joe Biden, a human being, is going to be obsessed with who he is in history. And these lunatics have the delirium to convince Biden that he is Abraham Lincoln and that the other side, again, the right is the Confederacy. Now, there's a couple problems with this analogy or metaphor. One, Abraham Lincoln spoke English. Joe Biden does not speak English. Abraham Lincoln was a master orator and was able to unite the country due to his eloquence. Joe Biden, of course, poo-poos in his pants. Joe Biden can't get through even a uh, teleprompter speech with teleprompters the size of drive-in movie theater screens. We're, we're going to show you that in just one second because last night's speech was, again, a disaster. But then this gets to the core of the issue, is that we're not in a hot civil war. And there is not slavery in this country. And if there is a side who would be akin to the Confederacy, it is actually the left. The reason why is because they wish to dehumanize people through abortion or censorship or the erosion of our rights. It is the left, in fact, the progressive Democrats who were the slave owners in the first place. Progressive Democrats cheered segregation. Progressive Democrats founded the KKK to attack black people and read the charter of the KKK. Republicans. It is, in fact, Democrats who throughout their entire history has only ever been a party in order for the enslavement of other human beings. Whether that be physical enslavement, which is how this party started in the antebellum South, or metaphorical enslavement through propaganda, through lies, through corporate press, and through the venal attempts at total victimhood for the people who follow the diktats of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden himself is the person who is overseeing what would be the most akin to the Confederacy today, the dehumanization of human life. Welcome to the all-important election month of November, ladies and gentlemen. What do people care about? 
in this month? Well, polling shows that 7 out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant, and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing, the communists in Washington, D.C., spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. The atheistic and evil manifestation and perversion of the scriptures that God didn't create everyone equal and that some lives are more important than others. The elite's lives are more important than you, the plebs. Notice how there's no uh, people of the right screaming about Elon Musk charging eight bucks for Twitter verification. They love feudal uh, Lord systems where they are the Lords and we are the serfs. That is the left and that is in their psyche. That is how Joe, Joe Biden thinks. And so what has been in, infused into Joe Biden's mind is a deep and abiding perversion. So you have to see everything Joe Biden does through this lens. He thinks he's modern day Abraham Lincoln. Again, what a, what a, what a sad, delusional, dementia-adled creep to assume that. And he is dead wrong. But that's why you get speeches like last night. Last night, Joe Biden gave, again, a venal, sick attack on law-abiding Americans trying to make the case that a nudist, illegal immigrant, confirmed, by the way, as of this morning, DHS announced that this guy was an illegal immigrant and will be deported to Canada after criminal charges here in America. He's a Canadian citizen. This guy is an illegal criminal migrant who attacked Paul Pelosi. This man was a homeless man. He was addicted to psychedelic drugs. He lived in a BLM flop house, LG LGBTQ plus uh, flag out front with marijuana leaves on it. This man was an abuser of his own children and has a deeply sketchy past, was only ever known as a far left progressive. Joe Biden decided to make him a big, big MAGA, uh, a big MAGA person last night. Yeah, definitely equals that guy's life equals MAGA. Here's Joe Biden spinning his sickening lies because he thinks he's somehow fighting the Confederacy of which he leads. Thankfully, by the grace of God, Paul survived. All this happened after the assault. And it just, I, it's hard to even say. It's hard to even say. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the 6th, when they broke windows, kicked in the doors, brutally attacked law enforcement, roamed the corridors, hunting for officials. Sick old, demented bastard. The nudist, homeless, illegal immigrant that's in this country because of your broke-ass immigration laws who's living homeless, addicted to psychedelic drugs that you allow to come across our borders inside of a sanctuary state is somehow MAGA. Here, Joe Biden continued. Yet now, extreme MAGA Republicans aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now and into the future. The extreme MAGA element of the Republican Party, which is a minority of that party, as I said earlier, but is this driving force. So we knew they were going to do this. He called the Pelosi attack January 6th, because this is all the Democrats have. This is, again, a desperation attempt at him thinking inside of his foggy, diseased brain that he is somehow Abraham Lincoln here. When again, in fact, he is uh, tantamount to the Confederate leader. All right, watch. Just remember that democracy is a covenant. We need to start looking out for each other again, seeing ourselves, 
as we the people, not as entrenched enemies. This is a choice we can make. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Not as entrenched enemies. Hey, dude, you just gave a 90 minute speech in Philadelphia with a blood red Hitlerian background flanked by the Marines. Calling half the country of which you lead terrorists. Don't give me this. Tell you what, man, we are not entrenched enemies, says Joe Biden, as he sicks the feds on a sitting on a past sitting president as he sicks the feds on pro-life advocates sitting peacefully in their home, homeschooling their children. We are not enemies. The gaslighting is enough to poison an entire city here, man. The gaslighting has reached its zenith. Biden claimed that it was unlawful an un-American, then, to question elections. Watch. I stand here today. There are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, Congress, attorney general, secretary of state, who won't commit, they will not commit to accepting the results of election that they're running in. This is a path to chaos in America. It's unprecedented. It's unlawful. And it's on America. So this is the hedge. There you go. This is the hedge. Get ready. Joe Biden's saying, of course, that we need to solve our problems, not through violence, but inside of the battle box. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer. We settle them peaceably at the battle, at the battle box, the ballot box. We settle them at the battle box. Yes. Okay. And then finally, Joe Biden with his delightful crescendo here that it will take many, many days to count the results of the election. Watch. And for the first time, this is the first time since the national election of 2020. Once again, we're seeing record turnout all over the country. And that's good. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. So this is very dark. This is called framing. This is ominous. What a dark and sick thing to say. The country, of course, is in total collapse. Not once in that speech did Joe Biden mention fentanyl, open border, inflation, the economy. Not once in that speech did Joe Biden mention nuclear war with Russia, of which he is fomenting. Not once in that speech did Joe Biden mention that the person who attacked Paul Pelosi was an illegal immigrant. Instead, he says, we're going to wait many, many days to count all legitimate votes. Hmm, interesting. Let's talk about legitimate votes here. Because what they're trying to do is gaslight you. This entire thing is a gaslight. So let's go back to Abraham Lincoln days, right? Where you literally would have gas lanterns. This is, wh this is what Joe Biden thinks he's living through. He thinks he is the personification of Abraham Lincoln. Let's go back to those days. All right, I, I'm with you. Let's, let's go back to paper ballots. Let's go back to like, you want to count them? Here's a stack. That's legitimate. That, that's what legitimate voting is, right? Here's the stack of legitimate ballots. And that's transparency. Transparency cures everything. You know, they have footage of the Paul Pelosi attack. They have body cam footage. They have Capitol Police footage of the Paul Pelosi attack. They have the footage. Why don't you release it? Transparency literally evaporates any conspiracy theory or crazy notion that may form out there. But when you hide things and when you act like other things don't exist and treat people like idiots... Then you start getting real skepticism and skepticism is not ever wrong. As Glenn Greenwald said, skepticism can never be wrong. And so count us not only as skeptics, but count us as news consumers and reality consumers as it pertains to fraudulence inside of the election. Let's begin. 
We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation a connected operation and a quick operation at the benny show there's literally no reason to pay for at&t or t-mobile or verizon 80 bucks a month switch to pure talk for half the price blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. What are some what are some election fraud cases that have been prosecuted just this year in recent history? Let's go. Article uh, one. Attorney General Paxton successfully prosecutes woman who pled guilty to 26 felony counts of voter fraud. Attorney General uh, Paxton of Texas announced that his office latest election integrity prosecution in Victoria County. Monica Menendez of Port Lavaca in Texas pleaded guilty to 26 counts of voter fraud, including three counts of illegal voting, eight counts of election fraud, seven counts of assisting in voters to submit ballot by mail, election counts by unlawful persons of mail-in ballots. Menendez ran a vote harvesting operation on the beginning of a subsidized housing corporation in order to influence the outcome of a utility board election. After Menendez entered a guilty plea on all 26 counts of confirmed in court, proven beyond a reasonable doubt, he, she was sentenced to five years. Next story. Ron DeSantis announces 20 arrests tied to voter fraud charges. This from Politico. The last was an official release from a government entity in the state of Texas. This from Politico. Ron DeSantis has announced that the state has arrested 20 ex-felons, mostly in South Florida, of voter fraud ties in the 2020 election. The first round of which he promises will be a wave of voter fraud arrests. They face third degree felony charges. Ron DeSantis has opened up a law and order office called the Voter Integrity Office inside and under the attorney general in the state of Florida in order to look into voter fraud. They have made multiple arrests. One of them in South Florida, man charged with voter fraud. This is from what? What publication? Sun Sentinel, a Florida local newspaper. In Broward County, a resident, Alfred Nelson, has been arrested in Florida's election crime unit, faces felony voter fraud charges after registering to vote as a Democrat with a fake birth certificate and voting in multiple elections despite not being a United States citizen. Let's continue. In Arizona, records show coordinated Arizona ballot collection scheme. This according to the Associated Press. In Arizona, a woman indicted in, two, in 2020 on accusations of collecting ballots apparently ran a sophisticated operation using a status as a well-known Democrat operative in the border city of San Luis to persuade, to persuade voters to let her gather and fill out their ballots. This according to the Associated Press. Guillemina Fuentes, she is 66 years old, and a second woman, not mentioned here in the story, were indicted in December of 2020 on count of ballot abuse, practice commonly known as ballot harvesting. This was made illegal under a 2016 state law. They did it anyway. Additional charges of conspiracy, forgery, and ballot abuse were added in October. So Joe Biden is sitting there looking out at the country seeing half the country as Confederates and saying, 
what can I possibly do to not lose an election to the Confederacy? That is the way that he sees it. You must think like them inside of these diseased and broken brains. You must assume that that is how they view the country. And that is the real poison. The real poison here is that they do not view this as an ideological battle. They view this literally as the Confederacy versus the Union. That will help you understand Joe Biden's Hitlerian speeches and help you understand why Joe Biden didn't talk about inflation, didn't do what any other rational human being would do. Any rational president would mention his accomplishments and make his closing argument for how the country is better. Nope. Last night spent on a war footing against his own people, Joe Biden. And they have been on a war footing for a very long time. Do you know that questioning elections used to be a platform party plank inside of the Democrat Party and remain so to this day? So literally seven days ago, the person who ran for president the cycle before Joe Biden was talking about stealing elections. She was just talking about stealing the next election. Watch. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures. Yes, you heard me that correctly. State legislatures. Okay, yeah, enough of that. We should always play the cringe alert. We should always play the cringe alert before Hillary Clinton. I think that Hillary Clinton is in this next supercut. So we'll do the cringe alert. Then we'll do this next supercut. Hillary Clinton, to get this straight, Joe Biden sat there and called everyone who denies an election result or questions an election a terrorist last night. On the same week that Hillary Clinton, who's actively promoting and fundraising for Joe Biden right now, is questioning the election. In case you're wondering how snapped and broken the brains are, how delusional and lunatic these people are. And they have been doing this for a very long time. The rules are this. If we do not win, if it is a result we don't like, then the election was illegitimate. Those are the rules of the left. You saw Corinne Jean-Pierre get fact-checked on Twitter.com for questioning the results of an election, for saying that Brian Kemp stole the Georgia election. That's what Corinne Jean-Pierre said. That's her. That's the voice piece of Joe Biden, the mouthpiece of Joe Biden. And they've been doing this for years. So if you want to talk about a real confederacy, man, we got you. Here's the cringe alert. And now watch Democrats cope and seethe. <laughs> you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. It's an interference, though. That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you you know, fight against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? But... <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is a legitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there actually is a cloud of illegitimacy. There is no substitute for victory. That's it. The Marxist cares about a single thing, mainlining power. They will do anything. They are shameless. They will gaslight. They will lie. They will do anything. They will debase and degrade themselves for power. Last night, Barack Obama was in Arizona. 
campaigning with a convicted racist against black people. Katie Hobbs is a convicted multi-million dollar settlement racist confirmed against black people. And here goes fraud. Barack Obama denigrating and just debasing himself there standing on stage with anti-black racist Katie Hobbs, who, thank God, we will not have to ever play another clip of her in five days when Carrie Lake cleans up and becomes the legitimate governor of Arizona. And Carrie Lake joins us now. Hot, good segment. I am riled up and ready to go, and we're going to hit the gas even harder the next five days. By the way, somebody needs to get Hillary a pocket a Constitution, Article 1, Section 4. It is the state legislature that writes the election laws. Somebody needs to remind her of that. Mm, somebody needs to remind Barack Obama of Katie Hobbs's racism. I guess we have to start with that. We weren't planning on it, but then we saw this video. And I, I, if if I may, I'd like to play a video for you, Carrie, okay. of last night. Barack Obama got shouted down by a Latino uh, who was in the audience saying, why are you supporting a racist? I'd love to get your reaction. An economy that's very good for folks at the very top, but not always so good for ordinary people. Like you, Obama. Why do you Communities where... Too many kids. Are you going to start? Are you going to start yelling? You know, you 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 have to be polite and civil when people are talking. Then other people are talking, and then you you get a chance to talk. Set up your own rally. A lot of people worked hard for this. Come on, man. Katie Hobbs discriminates against black people. Katie Hobbs discriminates against black people. Interesting allegation there, Carrie. Um, Katie Hobbs discriminates against black people. Uh, That's what Barack Obama was uh, uh, notified of yesterday. Um, Is there truth to this? Perhaps you could illuminate us. Absolutely. She's a twice convicted racist. She's a self-admitted racist. When a woman in her office, a single mom, a black woman who was a single mom, found out that she was making $30,000 less per year than the men in the office doing the exact same job, and she alerted Katie Hobbs, and Katie Hobbs, rather than saying, oh my goodness, we've got to fix this right away. What happened? Let's remedy it. No, Katie Hobbs fired her. And this woman sued, won two separate jury awards, and uh, the juries unanimously found Katie Hobbs guilty of racism and sexism. And we, the people of Arizona, are paying nearly $3 million in a settlement fee to this former state employee. Now, listen, unanimous jury decisions here, two separate juries. This is not some, well, maybe it was a little, no. She is a racist. She then came out on video, admitted she was a racist. And Barack Obama stood on stage and stumped for her. It's really quite shocking and despicable. And he had the gall to attack me on stage. First of all, nobody's paying attention to him anymore. His star power is gone because the the curtain's been pulled away. And we realized that he really was never in it for we the people. None of them were. And we the people have a movement here in Arizona and it's spreading across the country and they cannot stop and slow this movement. We are going to show up in five days at the polls and they're not going to know what hit them because we're going to have a huge red tidal wave in Arizona. What would be your retort to Barack Obama standing on stage with a convicted racist of which some of your tax dollars went to pay for her racism? Uh, what would be your retort if, if you were in an elevator, let's say, and Obama walked in and you got a chance to tell him what you thought? What would you say? Oh, boy, I'd have so many things to say to him. Um, but, oh, I, I, I think I would tell him that it verifies. I was so disappointed in him when he didn't work to bring us together. He had a real opportunity as a president. And I'm just disappointed as an American being the first black president. He didn't do more to bring us together. He actually divided us even further. And then it doesn't really surprise me that he would come to town and stump for a racist after that, after the way he led. Uh, I'm just disappointed with him. He's old news. And I don't think that he 
is drawing the crowds he used to draw. I think a lot of people who voted for him woke up to the fact that he's really a fraud. And I don't care what he says about Katie Hobbs. We know he's just in it to protect his legacy, which is pretty despicable. I mean, remember the Fast and Furious case that really went down here in Arizona, resulting in the death of two Border Patrol agents. You know, his his legacy is not good. And he's trying to have a little bit more influence. And I think he knows he's losing his influence. We draw bigger crowds than what he drew last night. I've seen the room filled with thousands. I've seen the stadiums packed, and it is truly a movement that you have going on in Arizona. One final one, uh, one final question on Barack Obama. He did not accept criminal migrants at his Martha's Vineyard estate. He does have 30 <laughs> acres. That's far more than I have, far more than you have. Uh, but the state of Arizona accepts uh, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of criminal migrants due to Barack Obama's policies. Uh, yet Obama couldn't uh, open up his gates at, at his large mansion, I, private island mansion, uh, for those migrants. Perhaps the people of Arizona are seeing that uh, that fraudulence? Yeah, it's just the hypocrisy of the left. I mean, it, it, they, the definition of hypocrisy, you can see it in the left today. He's all for open borders. He doesn't want us to have a secure border, yet he lives behind a wall. He doesn't want us building President Trump's wall. He lives behind a wall. He doesn't want us having safe streets. He's got private security and secret service. He doesn't want us having our kids able to go to whatever school fits their needs and funding the student, yet his kids can go to the finest schools, whatever school they want. It's hypocrisy. The people are onto it and they're awake. And they are going to vote for America First candidates up and down that ballot. We're lucky here in Arizona, Benny, that we have a slate full of America First, Arizona First candidates. And I think people are going to go out and vote for them uh, like they've never voted before. My husband was out uh, for a, a walk this morning or a hike this morning, and he had my shirt on, you know, the Kerry Lake shirt and the Kerry Lake hat on, and somebody stopped him and said, I am so excited about voting for Kerry Lake. I'm spreading the word on my social media. Last election in 2020, I didn't feel that I could voice my political opinions, and now I am speaking out because we are on the last days of saving this country. And I think a lot of people are speaking out now who were silent two years ago. They realize if we don't step up and speak out now, we will lose this great country. Carrie, I've been a huge fan of yours for such a long time, and I've uh, just been, it's just remarkable what we've done in Arizona. But uh, if I may, and I hope you don't take this as an insult, I never thought I'd see a poll like this. We have this poll, this recent poll, where you're up double digits on Katie Hobbs. Now, as a fan of yours and somebody who's always supported your candidacy, I got to say, I, I, like, I have to admit, th this is awe-inspiring. What's happening here in Arizona? No one was expecting this. Well, I see that on the ground every day, to be honest. I see a massive movement. I see people who've never been involved in politics, Benny. Moms who don't even have time to be involved in politics are showing up. They've got their kids in tow or they, they get a babysitter and they come out to one of our rallies. They're involved in our movement. Moms for Carrie, Latinos for Carrie, one of our coalitions. We have a movement of people who've never been involved in politics, who are off the sideline and in the game because they see that the left is going after their kids. They see that the left is going after the Constitution and they're fighting for their children right now. I see that on the ground every day. We have a huge movement. We draw massive crowds wherever we go. So I've been more surprised, to be honest, about those polls saying it's neck and neck or too close to call. <laughs> We've had three great polls come out in the last few days, two of them showing that we're up 11 points, one of them showing we are up nine points. I think that is more accurate, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are in the home stretch here. What is the closing message? Five days to go. The closing message is this is the uh, most important election of our lifetime, and I think everyone knows it. We have to get out and vote like our lives depend on it. But more importantly, we have to go out and vote like our children's future depends on it, like our children's freedom depends on it. We have a wide open border. If we don't do the hard work and close the border to illegal activity, take away the border operation from the cartels, we won't have a state anymore and we won't have a country. I'm willing to do that hard work. I'm willing to take on that fight with the federal government and the cartels. I'm willing to 
back the blue and fund our police and make our streets safe again, tackle chronic street homelessness, work to get your kids a true education, not a brainwashing. I've got kids of my own. I want them to come out of school smarter, not confused. And we're going to do that in Arizona. I do want people to know as dark as things feel right now, I am so hopeful for our future, Benny. And I'm not just saying that. What I see is so invigorating and amazing with moms and dads, real people stepping forward, taking back control of their government as our founding fathers envisioned. And so get out and vote on the 8th. Take two or three or four or 10 friends. Call all your friends the morning of the 8th. Find out if they voted. And if they haven't, offer to pick them up and take them to the polling place. Or you can vote early at one of our early voting centers between now and Friday. We have to get out and vote. Overwhelm the system. Mm -hmm. Standing up for what's right is, of course, the thing that I think drew people magnetically to your campaign. People forget that you had a very tough primary, that you hadn't held political office before, and that you shot to recognition by standing up for people like in this final clip, I, I hope that we have uh, time to play you one final clip. It is the most watched campaign clip on Facebook right now. It was drawn to our attention because we monitor this stuff very closely. And suddenly you shot past Beto O'Rourke on Facebook <laughs> as the most watched clip in America by orders of magnitude. I and we said, it. wow, if we had a spare, if we have one spare minute, which we do in our interview, we must play this clip. Please, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the reason why Carrie Lake shoots like an Elon Musk rocket ship. I saw last night Fox 10 News, my old employer. Wow. They actually did more to protect the criminal in this case. They blurred his face. They protected Katie Hobbs because they're carrying her water. And they defamed me. They put defamatory statements, lies about me. And the reason they didn't that they did that is because this was the real news yesterday that none of you wanted to cover. We're 11 points up. You're in a frenzied panic because your chosen candidate is not winning. You didn't want to cover this, so you had to run with a completely garbage bull story. Shame on each and every one of you. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was upset. I should not have used that word. To the children out there, I'm putting a dollar in the curse word jar <laughs> right now. Just just un unpack that and then give us an optimistic message uh, going okay. forward. Well, that was the story of the um, the illegal immigrant who broke into her office. He's a, a, a career, I guess, criminal. He's had many, many instances and run-ins with police. And uh, she tried to blame that on me, accusing me of a Watergate-style break-in. And the media didn't even bother to do I mean, it, it on his face. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. They didn't bother to do their work. It was a, mal, a journalistic malpractice. They ran with the story. It went around the world a few times. And I called them out for that because they took defamatory statements that the Democrat Party put out about me. And they ran with it as if it were the most true story ever. Did zero digging like a journalist should do. So I called them out and told them how they should be journalists and what they're supposed to do. And the real story was they didn't want to cover the polling that showed us up by double digits. They were in a panic. We've got to cover anything except that. And they just uh, waited there for the Democrat Party to spoon feed them a bogus story and they ran with it. And I love calling the media out. I hope, Benny, at the end of the day, and I think I'm already starting to crack into them a little bit, I can wake them up and teach them how to be journalists again and stop with the propaganda and stop with the lies. We did find out this week that uh, one organization studied all of the various uh, mainstream media and how they're covering the left and the right. And they said 87% of the stories that are written in mainstream media about Republican candidates are negative. But there was one candidate who they found 100% of the stories written about were negative, and that was me. So we're not getting a fair shake in the media. They're coming after us with attack ads, but the people are so wide awake. The media has lost its power that people aren't listening to it anymore. And that is the great message I want to leave you with. We're not listening to the media. We're listening to our heart, our soul, yes. and God. And we just know yes. who's in it for the right reason and who's in it for political reasons. And that's why we're doing so well. We're going to win this and we're going to do great things for Arizona. And I'm so looking forward to um, to really getting to work for the people of Arizona. And I'm going to work even harder than I have on the campaign trail. And I don't think there's many candidates working harder than we have. We've we've got one hundred and 
20 day or 520 days on the campaign trail. And we're looking forward to the next eight years representing the great people of Arizona and making this state the greatest in the country. If you are in Arizona, get out and vote for Carrie Lake, someone who has truly broken the matrix. It's remarkable. The, the only reason that they haven't published anything nice about you is because they know how big of a threat you are. And Godspeed, Carrie, you are Thank you. just absolutely showing us the way. <laughs> my favorite headline was the most dangerous politician in America. And I had my picture. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm just a mama bear who's fed up. And I decided to throw my hat in the ring and run for office like our founding fathers envisioned, real people stepping forward. Yeah. Um, it's okay. We're, we're, we're just laughing all the way to election day and we're going to do great things for Arizona and restore our government to we, the people. Most dangerous politician in America. That's how, you know, that's how you know, you're doing it. What a compliment. <laughs> it is a compliment. I'm wearing it as a badge of honor. What a compliment. These people are such frauds. They, they're not real. Truly not real. Wow. Truly. The Very emperor like has no clothes, right? No clothes. We will see you on election night. We're heading to Phoenix. So thank we'll you. See you. Looking there. forward to it. Bye, Benny. Godspeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not enthusiastic after this show, if you are not uplifted, let me tell you what. There is a not just a wave. People say it's a red wave. Come on. I live in Florida. All right. I live in Florida. I see waves. My kid, can, my two-year-old can go play around in the little waves. It's not a wave. This is a red meteorite that is crashing into the DNC from the red planet that has broken off. And that like, like a red uh, like tsunami uh, from uh, 28 days later, it, this is the kind of red that is happening. And it's happening in the great white north as well. So we go from Florida to Arizona, to a spectacular state, a wonderful state, a state that has so much going for it and so many patriots living in it, the state of Michigan that has been run by a cabal of cr just cretinous uh, tyrants. They locked up their kids. I was there. We did a, 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 we did a, a uh, event there in Michigan at the state capitol where we talked to people about these COVID restrictions. I saw the just desolation there. It, at the Capitol, the businesses closed. I saw it with my own eyes. The person at the hotel, like like one guy at the haunted hotel that I was staying at, that was checking me in, that was shaking. I was like the first person he'd seen in months, weeks, years. How long did they lock down their children? And only to reopen their schools to pornographic material in their schools for the children. There's only one person who has been fighting those powers, those sick, venal powers, they think that they own your children, they think that they own your lives, that you have no bodily autonomy, and we must stand up to them. The person who is doing it is Tudor Dixon. She is running for governor in the state of Michigan, and she joins us now. Thank you so much for being on the program. I really appreciate it, Tudor. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. All right, we're on a bus. We're on a bus? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are on a bus. And despite what Gretchen Whitmer said, she has not fixed the roads. So you're going to see me bouncing around a little bit. <laughs> she ran on fixing the roads. That was like the, right. the thing, right? Everyone, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Iowa. And it's like, I heard stories about, yo, this lady's going to fix the roads. So that hasn't happened. No, no. That's why you'll see me moving in and out of the shot because they have not been fixed. So it sounds like instead of putting um, uh, asphalt into potholes in the roads, she put up yellow tape around gardening sections in Walmart. Absolutely. I think people are starting to remember having her come out and do the debate. People remembered what it was like to have her come out every week and tell us what we were locked away from that week. We were told that if we had Thanksgiving gatherings, that our neighbors would come to the police and tell on us we weren't allowed to buy seeds. The greenhouses were shut down for even curbside delivery of Easter lilies. You couldn't go out fishing. You couldn't go out golfing. There was nothing that you could do. We were locked away from everything in the state of Michigan, unless you were Gretchen Whitmer, and then you could do all of those things. Yes. Her husband got a pass. Right, right, exactly. Well, she told us we couldn't go to Florida. Florida was this dangerous place run by a madman. And then where did she go? She ran off to Florida. So uh, rules for thee, but not for me. 
they're such frauds and you did such a spectacular job calling her out to her face during the debate. Do you think she was scared to debate you? You know, I don't think she was at first. I think that she thought this was going to be pretty easy. I think she tried to prepare more for the second time around. And that's when she thought it would be a slick, a slick remark to come out and tell people your kids were only locked out of school for three months, which made people across the state really angry because our kids were locked out of school for so long. We even had Ann Arbor, Detroit, Flint locked out of school still January of 2022. So it's not just that they were locked out, but it's the amount of learning loss our kids have suffered and the arrogance of just kind of smirking and talking out of the side of your mouth. Our kids were out of school for three months is what Gretchen Whipper said. And parents and students across the state went, how could you lie about that? It seems like the candidates like like you are coalescing uh, Glenn Youngkin style, making this the party of parents. I am from, again, the Midwest, a lot of families. The Midwest is not where like you move to be single till you're 45, right? Living in a single li living in a studio apartment or microwave dinners for one Midwest are where families are built. And there is this crazy coalition of uh, 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 Mideastern uh, immigrants and Muslim parents that are that are creating a, a base of support for you that I don't think any Republican has ever had. And I'm looking here, reading these polls, and I'm seeing a lot of articles attacking these people, which proves that you're clearly reaching them. Talk to us about this dynamic in the state of Michigan. I think what you need to understand about Democrats, and I know you understand this, Benny, is that they will always take the votes that I think they've always had for granted. And they will not try to hear from those people. They just think that's what you're supposed to do, so you will vote for us. Well, we do have a very large Muslim community here in the state of Michigan. Um, a big community in Dearborn, Michigan. And we had heard out on the campaign trail that they were having their own rallies, 800, 1,000 people strong coming out and say, we don't like this stuff in schools. Well, they knew that at the same time, I was also campaigning on making sure that we get the sex and gender content out of kindergarten through third grade and any age inappropriate books out of schools and protecting our kids from that. They came to one of my rallies and one of the dads said, hey, we were we've stood up against this. And I went to my Democrat elected officials and said, do you know what these books are? They're really disgusting. They're teaching kids how to have sex and I want them out of schools. And he said, I was called a racist and a bigot. And I was told there was no place for me. He said, I had been running for a position in government as a Democrat. I've stepped away and this time I will be voting for the Republicans. This story, we told this story at the debate, Stephen Colbert picked this up and said that this was not true. It has anchored that community even more because they say, listen, you're making fun of us when we tell you that this is truly our concerns. The Democrats don't care. You're expected to vote for them regardless of your concerns as a parent. Yes. And these lies continue apace. And one of the things that really brought you to our attention is after the press conference, you were just you were just going flamethrower, full flamethrower on this pre this gaggle. It's incredible. I hope you don't mind. We have our favorite clip of you after the debates, and it's just a thing of beauty. Governor, force people to get vaccines. Can you clarify that comment? Michigan never had a mandate. Um, I was talking about her Vax to Normal program that said if we wanted to have our freedoms and liberties back, that we had to get to a certain percentage of people that were vaxxed. Tutor Zach Gorchow from Talk Word of Service. You've been critical of um, schools remaining closed. But as governor, what would you have done for school districts? Their school boards decided we are going to remain in a virtual posture instead of going to in person. What could you have done? What would you have done? Well, we saw other states like Florida that said we are going to have schools in person, that that's critical. And that's what we should have done in the state of Michigan. We saw schools, we saw other states opening their schools and the children were safe and they ended up having much less learning loss than the state of Michigan. You can find this clip on our, the full clip on our social media. It goes on for three and a half minutes like that. Just like, whew, it was remarkable. Did, did you do media training or are you just like mama bear? You know, we've I've been doing this for 18 months now, so I've learned that we don't have any friendly media in the state of Michigan that is yes. going to actually be honest about what happened in that debate. Here they are the next day coming out and saying, you know, well, maybe maybe Gretchen Whitmer's right on the three months. And we're just astonished. How can you possibly say that parents know how long their kids were out of school? So it's just been kind of this learning process of we're not going to let them throw these lies out there anymore. The media has a responsibility to be honest. They're journalists. 
our media has a tendency to not be honest and so or to try to, to manipulate the story uh, of course we were told we had to get vaccinated we literally had a vax to normal schedule say if this percentage of the state of michigan gets vaccinated then you guys are allowed to do this how how asinine to think that we have to actually have people getting to a certain point to let our get our freedoms and liberties back but that's how it was in the state of michigan that's how gretchen whitmer treated the people of michigan and guess what it ultimately didn't work and she had to back off of that because government is not meant to control the people we are here to provide fundamentals that she has failed on every time the fundamentals of education the fundamentals of safe communities, the fundamentals of infrastructure. And as you can see from me bouncing around on this bus, that certainly hasn't been taken care of in the state of Michigan. Somebody who is taking care of the state of Michigan is you. These polls are absolutely spectacular. We have one of the most recent polls showing you in a dead heat, completely tied. They've pumped millions, millions into the state. And you have come like the great white north Tell us the the argue, what is the message that has essentially brought this to a dead heat inside of a state the Democrats thought they could win forever? Well, look, you see the message from Joe Biden. Gretchen Whitmer and Joe Biden have been very close this entire time. She's had him in campaigning for him. He comes out and he says, don't vote for Republicans and has no option for why you should vote for Democrats. They keep saying democracy is at risk. One of our reporters here, I will say, they actually said it best. He said, it's not democracy that's at risk. It's democratic power that is at risk. That is definitely true. We have our lieutenant governor who went into the city of Detroit at a rally, and he said, this election is about political power, and we get political power from the city of Detroit. This election is about service. It's about leadership. It's about taking care of the people of Michigan. And that's what they got wrong for four years. And we are going to make sure that the people of Michigan know we are here to bring this state back for the people. We've traveled the entire state. We've listened to everyone's concerns. We are taking them seriously. We do not mock them on the debate stage. We do not talk out of the side of our mouths and joke about the people of this state. We take them seriously, every single issue, all of the small businesses that closed in this state, the 82,000 jobs that we lost, the 3,000 restaurants that are permanently closed because of our policies. We will take care of the people. We will rebuild our business community here. Man, what a beautiful message. And as somebody from the Midwest, this is the resonated, this is the resonant message. People are very common sense in the Midwest. We have cold winters, we have hot summers, and we like things being given to us straight. And uh, Gretchen Whitmer has just been such a fraudulent liar. Uh, it's really repulsive. And also, you have a beautiful state. It's wonderful to be outside in the Midwest. It, it is it is beautiful in the f all, all four seasons. And it, like to lock people down, to close out their gardening, man, that is a, that is a bridge too far. So Godspeed, anyway. Tudor Dixon. Uh, please. And we take those warm months very seriously. So don't lock <laughs> us out of our warm months. But listen, have your have your viewers please go to TudorDixon.com because we're yes. running up against a machine. We want your help. Help us out. Make sure we make sure Gretchen Whitmer does not go to higher office because we don't want her in Michigan. You certainly don't want her in the national scene. We have the website up right now. You can see media meet up, take action. Where are you headed right now? Right now, we are headed to uh, Plymouth, Michigan. We're on our bus. We're on our bus tour. We're having a rally in Plymouth. Just came from Saginaw. We'll be going through the state for the next five days. And I think we're going to have a very good night on Tuesday. All right. All right. We're rooting for you. Godspeed, Tudor Dixon. Thank you. Whew, how much fun is that going back to back? with two based ladies who are going to become governors in Arizona and Michigan, respectively. Now, these are really fun things to do, interviews with these candidates. Somebody who's not going to be able to ask a lot of questions is uh, 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 Joe Biden car, note card picker upper Jake Tapper, who has been fired from his primetime slot at CNN and will be moved back to the doldrums of his 4 p.m. slot. This is, of course, a demotion in the cable news industry. Jake Tapper had gotten Chris Cuomo's 9 p.m. slot as an experiment and was told, ah, no, 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 no. Nobody wants to watch you. You suck. 
This is what happened. CNN has decided not to let Jake Tapper keep Chris Cuomo's 9 p.m. primetime slot following poor viewership. Oh, interesting. Throwing a hurdle into the plans for the anchor to become the face of the news channel. Tapper is one of the channel's lead Washington anchors, has been tapped for the time slot less than a month ago ahead of this year's midterm elections. At that time, the network said uh, that it would change the temporary settings and make sure that Tapper's new gig was ready to go. But it will now end on November 11th. See ya, Jake Tapper. The decision is the latest in a series of sweeping changes enacted by network uh, head Chris Licht, the new CEO who took the job after Cuomo's ouster. Since then, the station has uh, failed to fill the slot associated with the anchor. Chris Cuomo, I know this will come as a shock to you, but was the highest rated dude at CNN. Ratings for the hour have suffered severely since Cuomo's departure. The 52-year-old Cuomo, who manned the desk for years, got a new job at News Nation, um, but he can't get ratings there. <laughs> so, little shade and Freud. And, uh, hey, man, sucks to suck. You're fake news. We call you fake news. We rule it. It has been ruled. Judge Benny in session. You are fake news. You are fake news, okay? You are fake news. And uh, we have a new thing here at The Benny Show. It's called uh, Jake Tapper demanding that we listen, 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 listen. But we're not going to listen. All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to use that so much. We're going to work on it. We're going to make that into like a cut scene. It's going to be amazing. All right. And so Jake Tapper goes, please, please watch my show. I want you to listen. And then AOC is going to hop on. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's see here. One thing that Joe Biden does not want you to listen to is the Washington Post, who's declaring that Joe Biden and Kamala should both drop out for 2024 for the sake of the country. Far be for us to listen to the Washington Post. But here we go. An op-ed by the Washington Post calling for President Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris to bow out of the 2024 campaign for the sake of the country. George Will pointed out that a slew of Biden gaffes and verbal blunders are reason enough for Joe Biden to not seek another term. Yo, he's right. George Will is a um, very disappointing anti-Trumper. Like I used to read George Will, like George Will's uh, analysis on things back in the day. And now he's just a very sad Sad, beleaguered old person. The scathing op-ed piece comes just after Biden fumbled his words during a campaign stop in Florida, where he confused the American war in Iraq with the Russian war in Ukraine, flubbed again by saying his son Bo died in Iraq, when in fact he died in 2015 of brain cancer. And just a normal thing for someone to forget how their son died. Just a normal thing. You know, your son dies, and you're just like, you're sitting there, you're eating, you know, crackers at Cracker Barrel, and you just forget about it. You just forget, you know, what happened there, Joe Biden complete garbage. He says this stuff in order to gain like some type of uh, like sympathy points. And it's of course terrible that his son died, but he often says it in context of that. He was like serving in war for this country when he died, which is false. He died tragically of brain cancer. So, like, you know, quit like again, these people are soul. They have no souls. They have darkened, blackened souls. Okay. Nothing but power for the Marxists, nothing but power. They'll do anything, man, sick, a sick man, a sick family. Uh, Will, George Will, wrote that Biden did not sign the $246 billion student loan forgiveness law into law like the president had claimed. He goes through a bunch of lies from the administration. Biden announced that he decided to cancel $10,000 with a student loan and as much as $20,000 for people in Pell Grants. However, the federal appeals court has temporarily blocked Biden's plan. Uh, creating uncertainty for millions of borrowers, of course, because I should not have to pay for your stupid decisions in life or Royce. But the op-ed since on Wednesday pushed home his point that loan forgiveness was not something uh, accomplished by law that Biden had signed. Biden lied and said that he had signed student loan forgiveness into law. The article goes on and on and on to point out that Kamala Harris is no better and that they both need to resign. Uh, uh, and, and he says that Kamala Harris needs to start reading books there. Someone giving a book report on a book she has not read is how he describes Kamala Harris. <laughs> True. Uh, her style betrays a self-satisfied exaggeration of her aptitudes, lacking natural talent. She needs to prepare, but evidently doesn't complacency and arrogance make ruinous her compound. He wrote, hmm, <laughs> hmm, 
ladies and gentlemen, somebody who was ruined last night was Barack Obama by our dear friend, Drew Hernandez. We did play that clip for Carrie Lake, but we thought, why not sign off today by playing it once more? Because it's a glorious clip. Drew Hernandez calling out Barack Obama to his face that he is campaigning currently with a racist. An economy that's very good for folks at the very top, but not always so good for ordinary people. Like you, Obama. Why do you communities where too many kids? Are you going to start? Are you going to start yelling? You know, you 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 have to be polite and civil when people are talking. Then other people are talking, and then you you get a chance to talk. Set up your own rally. Say, a lot of people worked hard for this. Katie Hobbs discriminates against black people. Katie Hobbs discriminates against black people. You know, activism uh, is a powerful tool and the right doesn't use this. In fact, activism is how you get the major change in society throughout generations. It's activism that brought you the Civil Rights Act. It's activism that technically brought you the end of slavery in this country, that the delirious and utterly lunatic Joe Biden thinks that he is somehow on the, the right side of thinks that he's Abraham Lincoln. No, bro. No, sorry, man. You're a little more a little more in, in line with Jefferson Davis, actually, if you look at the history of your party and what you're currently doing right now. No bodily autonomy, no freedom, censorship of speech, and then pure demonization of the other side, along with the inhuman slaughter of people because they are well, they're just inconvenient for you. Yeah, that makes you a real sick bastard, dude. And that makes you far more in line with the Confederacy now, the modern day Confederacy, uh, than with the side of the angels and the side of the people who wanted equality for all men, which is actually what we want in this show. We want freedom for everyone. We want freedom for all men, freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of bodily autonomy, freedom to vote. As long as you know, you're not a felon or uh, an illegal immigrant. You know, illegal, illegal immigrants are the people who are led into this country. And one of them, tragically, attacked Paul Pelosi. Funny that Joe Biden didn't mention that in his screed last night, that this guy was illegally in the country because of our broken immigration system. But here we go. We'll mention it. We'll say it on this program because we tell you the truth, because we are guided by the truth. We are guided by simple principles here. God, family, country. Those are the things that we care about. We also care about remaining free men and women because we were born that way. God made us that way, and we're going to fight to stay that way. But it is a fight, and it does take you standing up and doing something about it. So that's why we had Carrie Lake, Tudor Dixon on this show. That's why we do this show every single day and night. And it's why we are energized and happy to be here, ladies and gentlemen. We are proud Americans, Whew, and we're going to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. <laughs>